0: hey what's going on family this is your boy brother technico coming at you with another episode uh i wanted to talk about this i was trying to put off uh doing another podcast episode until i finish uh the big one uh that i'm working on that's coming in in several parts i am also waiting to get a few books back from my brother's house and a few notes that's gonna make it a lot better but i wanted to talk about certain events that's happened I guess you could say over the last few weeks, but it's stuff that we we tend to be focusing on. We're putting our energy into it, so I want to talk about it. Uh, The first thing I want to talk about is this uh, Megan the Stallion and Tory Lane situation. Now, you guys know I haven't commented on this publicly uh, because I was simply waiting for more information to come out and I wanted to see also what happened during the trial. I try not to have too many opinions about certain situations because I wasn't there. And I don't know these people personally, you know. And you guys know I am a you know I like Megan Thee Stallion. She fine and whatever, you know what I'm saying. Um, not a not a huge fan of Tory Lane's, but that's mostly because you know, he stole a song or you know how that how that big how we're in the era of like borrowing like classic songs and not really giving credit and damn near copying it line by line. I shouldn't be surprised because you know he followed Drake, you know, but. That's the main reason why I wasn't a big Tory Lanez fan. But I stand on the principle that if a black man is innocent, whether he comes from Canada, Africa, Haiti, wherever, you know, you have the the right to be innocent until proven guilty. And I feel like too much of society uh, pushes this precedent, pushing this sentiment, rather, that you're guilty before proven innocent. So I didn't want to go out there and just say that this man was guilty Without having the evidence and at the same time I also wanted to be uh, sensitive to the fact that Megan the Stallion was shot and no matter who did it or what people may have felt about it I think every, the one thing that we should be able to agree on is the fact that she was shot and I never believed that she shot herself have people been known to shoot themselves yeah I've known I know people who I actually know two people who shot themselves by mistake <laughs> so I never I you know, I was trying to be as objective as possible, uh, given the whole situation, because this is a very, very serious thing. It's not about music, it's not about what you like or what you don't like. Everything has to do with who did what and who committed the crime. Now that we are here and it's been maybe a week or so since uh the official verdict, we know that Tory Lanes has been found guilty. And Honestly, we should be pretty, like, I don't know where the room is for people to still be slandering uh, uh, Megan the Stallion. They shouldn't have been doing it in the first place. They shouldn't have been calling her Bigfoot, you know, but I don't understand where the room is, and people have, they, they choose one side or the other, but I think when we objectively look at the facts... I think a lot of what she said, whether she was screwing them or not, whether they had sex in between all of this stuff, like, because family, let's, let's be real here. Let's be very, very real. Her having sex with Tory Lanez during this whole trial means nothing. People get divorced and still screw. Okay. People go through a whole lot of things. There's women who in the midst of getting away from an abusive person we'll have sex with that person you know does it make sense no it doesn't make sense it's not quote-unquote logical but it happens and when we look at the evidence which is what i always want people to focus on is the evidence when we look at the evidence family we should see that number one she wasn't turning like she wasn't looking at the person who shot her obviously she was shot in the back of the heel um there was a she she claimed that someone said you know uh dance bitch and boom 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 boom. okay and when we look at the testimony that was given by a witness of someone who stayed close by who didn't know it was megan the stallion or tory i believe he was also the one who called the police the story was consistent with A lot of what megan said now again megan didn't see who shot her at this point they had gotten into it and she was allegedly walking away and we also have to keep this in mind too family that when people are getting shot at or have been shot your your recollection of that whole situation is not going to be crystal clear it's just not you know i'm not gonna what's the what's the phrase know i'm not going to glorify the foolishness by you know in certain certain stories but i know what it's like to be shot at okay um you have a lot of adrenaline going through you you're not entirely clear on what's happening so is there some things in her story that aren't quite consistent sure sure but what is consistent and again, going to the uh, to the testimony, and I encourage everyone to go look into it for yourself. Uh, the man said, from where he was sitting, he saw a woman shoot. So he saw a woman fire a weapon, and then he also saw uh, someone who we who we now know to be Tory, um, Tory Lanes, to be you know shooting wildly like everywhere, like everywhere. And I feel like that is consistent with what Megan Thee Stallion said, uh, regardless of how messy the situation was, uh, clearly there was liquor involved and there was even a tape recording, um, of a, of a message while he's in LA County jail, um, talking about how messed up he was and et cetera, et cetera, which also doesn't look very good. And I think, uh, again, on the side of objectivity, if we look at that situation, we should be able to ascertain like, okay, so he wasn't in his best judgment. Uh, that you know that's also the thing about Joe people don't realize it tells you that these phone calls are recorded so why are you getting on this phone yapping I have no idea I have no idea but most of these people in the industry are squares you know these most of the people in the industry music industry they're not gangsters. Megan Thee Stallion she talk all that talk she's not a gangster she wasn't even one of them girl the girl that she the image that she portrays was is not her Okay. It's not. And whatever image that Tory Lanez is portraying because I don't know. I I can't too much speak on him because I only know a few of his songs and I'm not a I'm not a huge fan. You know. But the the image that they try to rock with that they try to push, man, it's it's not it's not valid. It's not real. So When we deal with when we're dealing with this situation, I'm just saying, like, if we look at it objectively, this just did not look like a case that Tory Lanez was going to win after we saw all of the facts. And I do believe, like, I'll give you my my honest thoughts on this and how I truly see the situation. I feel that the uh, the female, and I forget her name off the top of my head, but the one who was granted immunity, I feel like she was the one who actually shot Megan Thee Stallion in the back of the foot. I do wholeheartedly believe that. I do wholeheartedly believe that. I don't know that, but that's my feeling. And I'm also basing that off of the testimony given by the by the sole witness. However, Tory Lanez, I do believe, was shooting at her feet and was doing, you know, like he's guilty of some of the charges that were brought against him. And I think it's just that simple. You know, I do feel like there was some jealousy at work. I do feel like, you know, I like, well, again, and that's just my personal opinion. So I don't want to inject too much of that. But that's that's how I truly feel. I don't know if he actually did it. I do believe that he is culpable. I do feel like in many ways he is responsible uh, for that situation. And I do feel that he didn't have much of a leg to stand on and when we look at how this has kind of been over the last uh, few years you know i think a cooler person or a person who who's had a relationship and and, and maybe again that th- this is my opinion come but i just don't feel like that's the way that you go about it i feel like when you have the truth on your side uh, you don't you don't engage in any slander you don't engage in trying to necessarily discredit the person the way that that it was done you don't try to get your celebrity uh, friends to go in and uh try to embarrass uh this woman who was clearly assaulted and my other thing is Tori, if you were there if if toy lanes was there and he didn't shoot her why didn't you just say who did it again you're not a thug you're not a you're not you're you're not a gangster you feel me so that's not snitching it's only snitching when you participate in a certain situation and then you tell and I think that was the other part uh, as to why he didn't go out and say blah 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 blah, is because you were a part of it. You was you were acting foolish, and I I keep saying that like as if I'm talking to him, but that's that's how I honestly feel about the situation. And I know there's a lot of people who disagree because I've had this conversation on uh, a few different platforms just uh, as a, as a, uh, very recently. And I know people are still quite divided about this. And the other flip side to it is that it's definitely fed into this whole uh black man versus black woman thing like there's just so many negative sentiments uh, regarding the opposite sex in our community I, i just didn't really really i didn't really appreciate that i didn't like that i didn't like seeing it um people are entitled to their well you, you you can have whatever opinion that you want. I'm not going to say that you're entitled to it because I do feel that in some ways you have to qualify your opinion. Like you just can't be talking out your ass, but you know, if you have an opinion or if you have a feeling about a certain situation, that's, that's on you. That's good. But again, when we look at the evidence, when we look at what was done, you know, if anything, even if you feel that he wasn't the one who shot her, it's just like, dude, you didn't do a very good job and, Uh, defending yourself and it was clear that she was shot so i feel like if it was a thing about saving himself and keeping all the stuff that he had going he should have just said who shot her in the first place but again i feel like he didn't do that because he was involved in that situation and you see the the very different thing someone who had much less to lose which was the other female again like i said i don't remember her name but she wanted immunity and she kind of started telling the truth about the whole little situation okay that's that right so the reason i wanted to talk about that is because it's been a lot of commentary about it uh we have people and i'm not going to say his name but you know uh, mr fba king uh and his whole take on it is a is about him being a a Canadian immigrant, which I feel is irrelevant. I really do. I feel like when you're starting to base your, your opinion or where you stand on a certain side, it should never come down to gender and it shouldn't come down to nationality. You know, unless those two things are relevant in this particular case, which I don't feel that it is, you know, for him to come from Canada and, you know, assault a black woman, that's irrelevant to me, you know, Uh, what what does concern me is the fact that uh, based on this Jezebel character now she does play this Jezebel character well but I hope we can see how playing the role of this character uh, gives white society and not just white society but our own society because this goes back to the uh, plantation to where you have let like you're perceived of having less value like your rights don't deserve to be protected and that's the thing that's really, really bothered me about this whole situation is that despite where you might feel about her, about the music that she makes, uh, she does deserve um, the right to be protected. I don't feel like that should uh, remove or negate her legal rights, her rights as a human being. You know, and I, I separated those two because oftentimes too many times those two things don't go together they should but they don't what should be isn't always what is but yeah this uh the the different takes that i've seen on this the rampant uh hate about black women which look listen here man a lot of us men have to realize that we 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 get a bit hypocritical because we like it we watch it you know, there's a lot of black men at these little nightclubs, at these little—I'm uh, gonna call them soirees or whatever. We go and throw money at this type of female, and then we go turn around and talk about how we want somebody holy and sanctified. You know, this is just what this is just the reality of it. Uh, we are attracted to it, but at the same time, we have no respect for it, and it's a very Western thing. And Again, let me go back to the plantation for a second. This is the same sentiments that we've had for our black women who were forced into the role of concubine, forced into the role of the slave master's prostitute. And instead of galvanizing and uplifting her, a lot of us had resentment towards this woman. And in turn, that woman had resentment towards us. Like, I know a lot of people feel like that's a stretch, but history may not repeat, but it does sure as hell rhyme. And i see a lot of rhyming as it pertains to this situation and this situation i feel like number one it was very very distracting because in the midst of just thousands or trillions of dollars rather uh being pulled into different places a lot of insane political things happening dr fauci's in court about some about a vaccine that we a lot of us have taken i haven't taken myself but a lot of us have taken there's a lot of things going on right now and I definitely feel that Megan the Stallion and Tory Lane should be at the very bottom of the list. You know, very bottom at the list in terms of how we've given it attention. Outside of the fact that this is something that needed to happen um, because somebody was assaulted, and again, to go back to my uh, my previous point, is that she has the right to be protected. No matter what you may feel about her, no matter what you think about her. You know, it kind of reminds me of a people who agree with the notion that when women dress a certain way, then they get to be approached a certain way. They get to be handled a certain way. I do not agree with that. First of all, you're when you when you agree with stuff like that and you're a man. You're acknowledging the lack of power that you that, that you give to her. You've given her too much, too much power. Okay, and you're not taking enough responsibility on yourself to behave appropriately if you truly believe that when a woman acts like that or she dresses a certain way then simply don't give it that energy you know you don't have to be attracted to it a lot of times we act like little kids at school and we talk about we talk nasty about the things that we're really attracted to and for the women who kind of get along with that um i don't know what kind of insecurities that you may have but a lot of those women tend to be hypocritical a lot of those women who talk all that stuff and do all that stuff be some of the nastiest females you have ever met some of the nastiest and willing to do more than what they just criticized that other woman for doing and sorry about that family i have no idea i have all these alarms going off. anyway that's that's all i wanted to say about that whole situation you know protect uh you know protect our sister's humanity you know you don't have to agree with what people do for a living i don't give a damn if she was a porn star and there's a lot of you that would but if that were the case and she was assaulted she still has the right to be protected something happened and i'm sure if you had a relative or somebody like that who who was assaulted who was shot in the goddamn foot because that's the other thing too people like to pretend like she wasn't shot like like she made that up I i, I, don't, I don't get with that but main point because i need i want to go to something else the thing is is that you should want our women to be protected and that's the thing about the law law shouldn't be biased i'm not going to say blind because when you say law is blind and that that can mean a whole whole other slew of things but we should at least be unbiased when it comes to simple things you know people's simple rights and what what they do as an occupation unless it's like they're a professional serial killer child molester something where their occupation is like dubious in that sense then no let's let's treat everybody equal let's treat everybody fairly you know again let's weigh in the evidence and take your personal bias out of it you know and that's all i'm going to say about that now the other thing i want to talk about is this uh this meek mill situation getting robbed in ghana yeah. I definitely want to talk about that. Um uh, because as you guys will know, there's been a lot of uh speech over social media about FBA. First it was FBA versus African immigrants and it, it still is a thing. Now it's FBA versus African immigrants versus Pan-Africans versus anybody who has a different opinion from these FBA people. And the reason why I say these FBA people although I have identified myself as FBA because I am. I don't really want to get caught up in the. Uh, I can't find the right words right now, but I don't want to get caught up in their rhetoric, the rhetoric that they're spewing, because I don't agree with all of it. Now going into this Meek Mill situation, which was unfortunate. Evidently, he had like his uh, his phone and his wallet. So I think it was his phone. Uh, while he was going to do a show, and they were acting, you know, it was acting up out there in Ghana and I've only seen clips of it I didn't see the whole thing Uh, but he was able to get his phone back and while that's unfortunate that that happens I don't know why we're pretending like that sort of thing doesn't happen over here I don't know why we pretend like people who are who are struggling who are in a certain situation who where they have to resort to those kinds of things uh, first of all represent the the entirety of a people and I don't know why we pretend like that stuff doesn't happen out here uh, I think we like to forget that it was an FBA that killed Nipsey Hussle. It was FBAs uh, that were hired to go kill Tupac. Um, it was FBAs who killed, uh, I believe his name is Takeoff. You know, it was FBA who killed young Dolph. So I don't know why we're we're pretending like this sort of thing doesn't happen. Him. Okay, maybe you don't want to go with killing. Let's go with Robin. I know that 2 Chains was Rob in uh in san francisco okay and i'm pretty sure it was some brothers it may not have been some brothers i'm not hundred percent sure on that uh but i know damn well that when rick ross came to the town he got his chain snatched and that's the sort of thing that happens you know i think we forget you know that we have that same type of culture and i know i know people like that you know what I'm saying? Who may love your may love somebody's records? They might uh, like somebody's movies, but if they brought their asses to the hood, they getting robbed. And them and, and those people in Ghana could very well be Meek Mills fans, but they looking at him like he he's a pork chop, like he's some money. And I don't know why we pretend like we don't have some of that same element here. That's more of a, a product of the condition that these people are living in. That don't have nothing. To, it didn't have nothing to do with him being uh, African-American or FBA. It had nothing to do with that. That wasn't African on FBA hate. That was shit some hungry Africans and looking at a pork chop. That's all that was. And we have that same mentality here in the United States. Talking about scamming, we scam out here. We do a lot out here that doesn't reflect us as a people that doesn't represent us in any, in any, in any capacity, we have people in in our communities, pimping and selling drugs, kidnapping little girls, sending our young men, ages 11, 12, 13, to go commit crimes, steal cars, kill other young kids or adults, depending on the situation. They don't represent us as a people. So why are we pretending that those people out there in Ghana represents the whole, especially when you have different interactions out there? There's a lot of people who've gone and lived in Ghana and they didn't experience any of that. But why are we, why are we expecting another group of people to be more perfect than we are? Are we are we implying that somehow Africans are supposed to be inherently better? Because that's what it sounds like. That's exactly what it sounds like. And the rhetoric that I'm I'm seeing being spewed over. What do the Pan Africans, the Pan Africanists, have to say about this? Like what what like why don't you take a look in the mirror and realize that we have a lot of those same problems here. And there's been this huge call for pan-africanists to call out all these uh, uh non-fbas we do call them out i didn't see any pan Africanists condoning what akon just said where he contradicted himself if anybody goes and watches the full interview it's so ridiculous because he contradicts himself on one hand he talks about how great it was to work with michael jackson and then he starts talking about how uh you know africans are more talented or they're better because we are you know smoking too much weed and sagging our pants even though that wasn't the same energy that he gave uh justin bieber or we were pretty i'm pretty sure his ass was out there sagging and when he got caught with that 14 year old underage girl it was the black community who stood by him and was just like hey yeah you know she might have fooled me too now me personally i don't think so especially at the age that i'm at like because at the time that this happened i was in high school so then i'm like okay she looked kind of mature for a girl around my age you know what i'm saying but as i'm older younger girls have a way that they move a way that they talk and i'll even go as far as a way that they smell they still got that fresh out the package smell you know that's why i don't deal with them and i can tell if you kind of young and young to me is still 20 19 like that's that's too young 21 you just were allowed to drink no that's that's young for me much much younger than what a was uh caught with at his at his show but it's just like dude you you talking greasy about a community that um that supported you and i and i and and i get it people were getting on him about his fba haircut that he got you know the the uh, Mr. King, FBA, definitely made it a point to bring that up. And if you was feeling sensitive about it, I, like I get it, but you're still wrong. I get it, but that shit was so ridiculous. But I didn't see anybody who was Pan-African or African-American that was going along and saying, oh, no, well, there, there actually were a few, but there were a few out of a different camp. You know. But were we calling that out? Yeah, we did. But we don't need to go out and search... And try to create this rift between FBAs and or African Americans, because I don't really care for that term much, uh, and African immigrants. And you guys heard it here. I got, I got maybe one or two podcasts on this very thing. Because I was in one of those spaces. I was attacked one day by a whole bunch of, and I don't even know if they really were all Africans, but they were trying to incite that whole thing. And this was around the time where Tariq Nasheed really started to. And I said his name. Damn it. I got to stop doing that. Oh, well, you guys know what I'm talking about. But and I, this ain't no script or nothing. So, you y'all, y'all know how I do. Anyway, where he was attacked by a whole bunch of uh, Africans, most of them was like with some Somalians and all other kind of weird stuff, you know. And I do recognize that there is a tendency for people to come from other countries here with a certain mindset uh, but again, I've never looked at those people as people who represented the entire body. Most of these folks, most of the Africans that I know uh, that come over here, they they went to some boarding school. They received some colonial education. And some people believe that shit. Like how, uh, what's his name? That youngster that is a supporter of Prager U comes out with a whole bunch of coon. Talk, uh, like he's a coon, comes out with a whole bunch of white supremacist talking points. Uh, hold on, I, I can get his name. I'm pretty sure I can get his name, but we, we have people like that who drink the Kool-Aid, right? So for me, it's all about keeping the pressure on the open enemy. The one that we've always had, the one that's behind the scenes puppeteering everything. You know, I think a lot of us should really take the time and study our history. There was times where they considered certain black folks like from Trinidad and Tobago, white. And we have to understand that white is a caste. It's a class, okay? Caste because it's based on color, but it's something that talks about, it's what makes you elite to not elite. So we have to understand that the concept of whiteness makes you elite. And there's a lot of people who think that they can buy into whiteness. When we look at um, Ethiopia at one time. And they even used to write this in the books and claim that these were Caucasians and there were some Ethiopians that were indoctrinated enough to really run with that, to really think that they were different or somehow better because whiteness is a standard. It's not an actual thing. A lot of this talk about race is not a real thing. But again, when I look at these situations, when I look at that Meek Mill situation, which is completely ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous, you know, and I'm not saying that what happened to them was right. I'm not saying that those Africans or those Ghanaians, to be specific, because sometimes we throw that around too loosely when we should be talking about a specific group of people. Um, that those Ghanaians were very like, like nothing, no one's admonishing them, like what they did was wrong, it was fucked up, you know what I'm saying? The Meek Mills was someone who was talking very, very highly of, of Africa, of Ghana, you know. Unfortunately, there's a lot of people in West Africa who are not educated on how we even came to be African-Americans in the first place. They have no idea of the stories. You know, they may have some of the stuff around there, but you'd be surprised how little people actually know over on the continent about our slavery, about transatlantic slavery. And part of the reason for that is while we were going through our experience, they were having experience uh, um, of their own. They didn't really have time uh, to think about it most of most folks out there had no idea some of the things that were happening over in the states over in the americas and that's fact they were too busy trying to live their lives the same way we have no idea what happened to them over there and i'm not trying to compare the two you know i'm not even trying to compare because a lot of people have no idea that when you talk about the diaspora and diaspora in africans you know talking about central and south america like what they went through as opposed to what we were put through in the, in North America is completely different and it was much more brutal in Central and South uh, South America much more brutal much more brutal treatment and there was brutal treatment up here but the historical record speaks but um yeah that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today because again we find ourselves uh distracted by a lot of things uh we we seem to have a hard time at looking at things objectively and i feel like that's something that we really ought to start doing is looking at situations objectively and not being so reactionary to things you know you can't play chess like that you can't be play chess and be reactionary you will blunder and you will lose and you can you can be winning in the whole game i just lost a game in chess the other day where the engine said i you know because i got checkmated but my accuracy was 83 to my opponent 78 so you can imagine that I was dominating that game. But all it takes is one quick mistake, one quick reaction, everything, and it's all over. And we really need to think about that. We have so many people who are non-FBA who've come over here and really helped our movement, really change things for us. You know, as much as we can talk about how marcus garvey was helped by people who were over here we can't deny the fact that he was effective when he came here and you can't just say somebody else could have did it because there was other black folks around and they didn't do what marcus garvey did it's very easy to say oh well yeah we we could have but they did but that didn't happen happened happened <laughs> y'all getting the raw takes y'all ain't no editing or any of that stuff trying to make it sound cute ain't no script but we really need to stop taking these things for granted we need to start being more objective because we are at war we have to be tactical okay and like i said in my last podcast we need to start dealing with things in-house and we have too many black platforms out there too many black social media platforms where we can have these conversations in private. And we can hash this stuff out and we can communicate. We definitely need to stop advertising this to to the world of how dysfunctional we are. And we keep talking about this Generation Z and last time it was Generation X and all these other generations that's supposed to. The generations ain't going to do shit. Not in the state that we're in right now. This confused all over the place state that we're in right now because that's what we are we're very very confused and we have no idea how war really works we talk a good game but war is more than just picking up guns putting on a uniform and attacking your enemy information is warfare money is warfare emotions are warfare Spirituality is warfare. So until we get all of those together, we need to pipe down a little bit about some of the things that we're out here talking about. Truth hurts. Truth hurts. And but we need it. We need that truth because as much as we are gaining momentum, as we are putting pressure on the enemy, we can't forget that all it takes is a little bit of dysfunction to throw it all off and white folks and they have dysfunction but they don't advertise it the disagreements that they have amongst each other they do in their own spaces they do on their platforms like countercurrents. where they hash out different debates and when they come out publicly they are on code let's not forget what they called themselves the uh the silent majority when when trump got into office Let's not forget how they've had meetings. And they still have meetings to this day. When we talk about white supremacist groups, they still have meetings. They got websites. They fellowship. Meanwhile, we we're picking between FBA, non-FBA, or Pan-African, Moore, Kemet. I just heard that in the space the other day where a dude was like, oh, yeah, you know, I rock with Kemet. You know what I'm saying? But we got to start looking like we all black folks, man. And all of the little personal beliefs and all this other kind of stuff, all that shit is irrelevant. That's just the things that guide you. All right, I don't see this white man uh, debating about religion when it comes to oppressing black folks. When Kanye said what he said, or yay, all white folks were on code. They didn't give a damn if they was a Catholic, Christian, Jew. They all got on code. They didn't sit around arguing about religion or saying, hey, you know, I don't normally mess with the Jews. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I, uh you know we we gonna rock on this one because I see that my white uh you know that the Jews have a good point. They're making good points. You know, they saying some real like, come on man. It's time for us to look in the mirror. It's time for us to start using this this great brain. Our great genius that Dr. Amos talked so wonderfully about. And we are geniuses. But a genius like that doesn't imply himself don't amount to anything. We have people in the world with the highest IQs and they ain't doing nothing based on the, uh, on the merits of that IQ. That should tell you something. Some of the most powerful people in the world. Whether you talking about government whether you're talking about ceos even when you're talking about inventors these aren't necessarily the highest iq people that should definitely tell you something so it's not about that it's not about a genius a hard work beats a genius when genius fails to work hard so if you're not putting in the work with that genius if you're not using that intellect then what does it mean doesn't mean anything and i don't see enough of us i'm not saying no one i'm I'm, i do for all the good things that i see us doing i'm just seeing an overwhelming majority of people losing focus and throwing their intention into things that mean nothing throwing their energy into causes that mean nothing what is it and, and explain this to me family what the hell is arguing with Africans over social media gonna do for you what is it gonna do can you explain it to me leave it in the comment section hit me up on my social media or six zeros what is it gonna do for you how is checking them online gonna change anything they still gonna talk the same shit that they was talking yesterday and you're arguing with people who ain't got shit you know how i know they ain't got shit because the people with shit they ain't got time to be arguing with you all day on twitter on instagram facebook or wherever y'all beef at youtube wherever they don't have time for that You don't see them arguing with people on Facebook. I'll give you another example. Because there are certain people who have a social media presence. But do you see them arguing and debating with folk? Do you see Riza Islam out there arguing and debating with people? Do you see any of our scholars online arguing with people who can't even sniff the level of intelligence that they have? Ain't got a degree worth speaking about. I hope you notice that most of the people who have all the knowledge and information I'm talking about, uh, our scholars in particular here, they ain't got no damn social media. They can actually give two shits about social media. The people with the biggest followings are the people who ain't got shit. All they have is their ability to appeal to you to build their pockets. I, I challenge you to tell me which one of these social media influencers have actually produced something for the community. Have actually produced something outside of something that lines their own pockets. There's been a lot of talk about what they can do. There's been a lot of conversations about it, but what have they done? What have they contributed a lot of them can talk a good game about, oh yeah, we got to put money here and put money there. But when they have the money, what do they do with it? And why don't we have a bigger issue with people who would abuse our, would abuse us like that, just to, our sentiments, our money? And we have, we seem to have more energy for the people who are doing less harm. So even to harp on a on an old topic just for a second, I don't feel that bad about what Deion Sanders did. He's doing this. He did the same exact thing that you've allowed other people to do. And all he did was say, you know what? That's an effective way to get it done. At what point are we going to cut that off? At what point are we going to stop allowing other black people to abuse our sentiments and our situation which is even more egregious to pilfer money out of your pockets good game can only go so far especially when you are giving people your own hard-earned money to get things done on the platform six zeros i made a post about a, a brother who made a video Who I I didn't agree with, but he was talking about how black excellence was a myth and his basis for it. And And where I did understand where he was coming from, although I didn't agree, was that he was talking about how we get behind this idea of black excellence, support black people, support black businesses, and we put money into people who do not spend it for the benefit of the community they just spend it back with white society so meanwhile they get richer white people are still getting richer because none of that money is coming back to us and we get poorer and poorer now to me that is not black excellence and that is not that is not the buy black business model as set forth by dr Claudia anderson and so many others i actually have an issue and it's been talked about these people who we yeah, we support a black business but those black businesses don't support other black businesses that's an issue that's not the same thing but we do have the tendency to to have someone who speaks real good to us and 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 we get tricked it's no different than what a pastor does that's why i call a lot of them pulpit preachers and i noticed that spotify took that episode off they won't take any of the other episodes i want off but they'll take off that one They'll take off certain episodes like you guys only see a part two, I believe, of my uh, my reaction to the FBA, African immigrant whole situation. You don't you you don't see part one, but that's just kind of how it is. That's what happens when you are when you build things on other people's platforms, which is why I've been promoting six zeros, which is why I'm usually on six zeros. You will hardly find me on regular social media. Unless it's just to kind of get a feel for what's going on, maybe make a few posts, blah, blah, blah. But you will find me largely on platforms like Six Zeroes. I used to be on Black Enough, but that one is just not very active. And it just, but I'm, I'm not going to give any ratings on that. If you're a part of Black Enough, that's great. If you're a part of Social Act, uh, Africa, that's great. You know, or whatever platform that you want, you know, because I definitely feel like every black person should have some uh, alternate black social media account at this point. I do feel that way. But um yeah, we got to stop letting people uh, like gas us up and gas us up to go at each other at that, you know. That whole thing, that whole scene is it's not very productive for us. Uh for those that are interested for whatever reason in getting allies and you're not why would anybody pick us to be an ally with do you see asian the asian community going at each other like that hell no these are different groups of people too chinese and japanese and did some real nasty things to each other over the course of their history you don't see them coming up with these excuses (laughs) not to deal with each other There's a lot of bias between Korea and Japan. You don't hear that publicly. You just hear it as far as don't call me one of them. But when it comes to their politics, when it comes to getting things done, that's just what they, you know, they're on because they understand what it is. The only people who don't seem to understand what it is, is us. Is us. Where do you see a divest Asian uh, divesting from Asian men? Where do you see divesting from white men? Family, we look all over the fucking place. We do not look functional. That's why I'm calling for objectivity. That's why I'm calling for us to be more analytical Calling for us to be critical thinkers instead of critical reactors. Because when you critically react to something, you make a mistake, a critical mistake. Something you could have avoided if you just simply thought about it for a second. And I hate coming on here with some of this quote unquote, woe is me attitude. It's not a woe is me attitude. I'm just taking a step back and I'm just looking at the situation. I'm looking at certain things that we we tend to focus on that we tend to care about. And I'm looking at it from an outside perspective sometimes, because sometimes that really helps. Because when you're in the middle of something, yeah, sure. When you, when you end something, you just reacting, it all makes sense. But ask yourselves, is it really beneficial? Does this really help long term? And when it comes to quote unquote checking people, ask yourselves if this is something that you could do in private, that you can do by maybe even a direct message or on one of these black social media platforms, such as Six Zeroes. Yeah, I don't get sponsored for it. I really like that platform. Uh, it's very active and you don't have to just talk about black issues on there but we need to have a space where we can get together and we can talk about relevant things and if we do have to hash something out it's out of the eye of the public make them have to support a black platform in order to snoop around snoop around and and steal and get information stop making it so easy for them One of the reasons why we see so many trolls that are able to use these different profiles to attack us because they know, they understand, overstand how to do so. We make it abundantly clear what we're sensitive to. If I were somebody trying to infiltrate and cause some sort of chaos within the community, all I would have to do is just scroll down and see what it is that we're talking about or what we're being sensitive about. So with that being said, I don't want this to drag on too long. I know a lot of you guys probably wouldn't have, didn't even make it this far um, because the way that I started off. But there's always a point uh, to what I'm doing. There's always a, a, some, some rhyme or reason. You know, even when I have my episodes where I'm cussing a storm, th- there's a point to it because I'm, I'm trying to emphasize something. So with that being said, peace, love, and light. Uh, thanks for all the support thus far um and it's really important to me to just get this message out that's why you're not hearing me talk about a cash app or anything like that like i have other means to make my money now if you guys want to do that that's on you but i'm telling you you don't have to you know it means more to me if you guys just get this information and i'll take this money out of uh anchor's pockets or whatever the platform's pockets you know so you guys don't have to spend a dime for this kind of game so that being said peace love and light once again I hope uh, everyone has a great weekend. Uh, hopefully I can get these books uh, pretty soon so I can finish the other work. Uh, it's, gonna, it's, it's gonna be a few parts because I'm gonna do a lot of talking and I'm also gonna do a lot of citing. Uh, I think it's just, it's, it's been past due for me to have a, an episode like that. Uh, as much as I like talking to people off the dome, I do realize that in order to deal with certain histories, certain biases, certain perceptions that receipts are necessary. Um, And I want to provide those receipts. So again, for the third time, peace, love and light. Thank you for the support and tech out.